Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech for Tech Tech Talk. This is a show where we help your IT business grow. Today's episode is called On Site, or Call Out, or Home Visit, or whatever you want to call it. It's where you go out of your office and go to someone's house or office or business and repair the computers. And we're going to be talking about that today. Today, we've got Ben Ashcroft, and we've also got Daniel on as well. Ben, if you want to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, what you do, and if you've got a tip or story for us today. Yeah, good evening again, Phil. Uh, yeah, I'm Ben Ashcroft. I run Bugs and Bytes Computing in Lincoln, uh, supplying refurbished laptops, PCs, desktops, um, and gaming computers as well to trade and end users. Uh, so tip of the day, I had a lot of issues this week with some HP ProBooks um, and even a Dell Latitude. I know some of you were saying HP is equals huge problem, but not always. Um, basically, they clean installs of Windows on them, and Windows is going away and updating the drivers by itself, as it does sometimes. Um, and one of the optional updates forced an optional update on for the webcam. Um, I can't for the life of me remember what webcam driver it was. I do apologize, but I think it was maybe Chicken or something like that. Um, and when it forced this webcam driver on, even if you remove the driver, it was still not make the webcam work. The only way I found was to reinstall Windows from scratch again. It was really, really frustrating. So it's one to watch out for in the optional updates. Um, I think the models that affected were ProBook 450 G3 and a Dell Latitude E5570, which was very surprising because I've sold tons of those and never once had webcam issues. Um, but it seems it's a new update that Windows is trying to force in the optional update section for the webcam. Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, could probably like avoid it. By... Oh, sorry, what was that, Daniel? That's like the BIOS one with HPs, where you've got faster recovery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, would you be able to um, stop that one from happening by just disabling the Microsoft driver updates? Um, yeah, I reckon if you yeah, disable driver updates, keep the Windows updates, but it's a disabled driver. Let's say it's an optional one. So I think the first thing mm -hmm. happened, I did it not knowing about the issue sort of thing but yeah it caused a load of havoc yeah, yeah. like about half a day while I was trying to work out where are these cameras not working it was changing the camera boards and then thinking is it the screen cable bad surely not and it was stuff that had actually been QC'd already so I knew the camera worked at one point and then just sort of threw back to the software side and like I say reinstall it fresh install the camera was working all of a sudden yeah, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me, to be honest with you. I've seen similar things with wireless cards and stuff in the past, and it's probably something that you're probably not going to get an average person going to call you about the problem because they won't be doing the optional days. It's only when you go and do them yourself or something that you're going to have that issue. So, yeah, totally agree there. So, good point. So, uh, you next, Daniel. So, Daniel, let us know who you are, what you do, and obviously any story tips you've got for us. Yeah, um, Dan, Dan's tech, I've been coming yet. Um, probably the one I've got experienced recently, if you're repairing something, give it a bit of hell. Um, service an Xbox, because the phone was running hot, customer took it away, started overheating again. Turned out previously, someone replaced the fan with a non-Microsoft fan, and it was moving next to nowhere. So I went out to the customer's house, fitted with a one hour removed from a faulty Xbox, absolutely perfect. Left the kid playing away for half an hour, come back, great. 
yeah definitely a good point good point there because that's one thing we always do with all the machines we um uh, do we generally run them for about 24 hours on a stress test just in case especially if we've replaced anything it says having issues down the line right guys if you want to i'm sorry don't you it's difficult when the consoles are going to be running for 24 hours because they'll shut themselves down with no input True, I suppose. Couldn't you like run a video or something on it or loop it or something? That's exactly why we pass our um, console repairs down to the shop down the road, <laughs> like we do with our uh, phone repairs and stuff like that. We tend to stick with just Windows based laptops, PCs, to be honest. But, uh, but yeah, so. Mm. I don't know. I know when I used to work for Sony, we used to have like um the okay, this in the days of the PS2, where we used to have um like a, a soap test. What used to stress everything a bit like you get Eurosoft um, PC check sort of on a, a PC. You did the same for the uh, um for the PlayStation. So it used to stress them really hard, um, and they'd leave, they'd leave them on for I can't remember how long it was now. I think it was was it two hours. I think it was two hours. They've stressed everything for about two hours, um, just to make sure. But again, there's probably there might not be anything out to do that to an independent. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, right. So if anyone has got anything they want to comment make sure you say it in the comment section if you want to click on that link which i've already put in about obviously uh the chat.restream.io forward slash fb allows your name to be seen in chat i'll post it up again as well um and uh, yes we were right it was peter whitehouse um saying that he's uh basically saying uh, uh he is uh, basically busy, but I try and tune in when I can. So you know, he would love to do this show. And hello from Ireland. So I'm guessing Mr. Ireland is going to be Cormac, I'm guessing. Um, that's the sort of thing he'd say. So click that link, Cormac, if you can. It'll uh, let your name be seen. Sometimes Facebook refreshes the uh, um, the actual rights and so forth. So I'll put it in the link, so you should be fine. Right, on to my tip of the day. It's not really a tip of the day. It's... Um, Sorry to bring it up again, but it's Norton or Bullguard or Norton Bullguard or Norton Lifelock or whatever you want to call it, it's them again. Um, so basically, if you haven't been, if you've been hiding under a rock for a while, you may not know that Norton bought out Bullguard last year. And around a month ago, it announced that Bullguard name will be no more and all current users were ported over to Norton Lifelock or whatever it's called. Uh, Today, I've been seeing the prices pop up for Norton appear on distribution websites. I won't name the distributors, but it's pretty similar on a lot of them, um, where I've been seeing the price for the Norton standard, this is for one user or one device, is 10 quid. It doesn't sound too bad. Norton 360 Deluxe, which is five users, £24. This is including VAT. Now, the catch I have with that is these are electronic licenses, so it's just the license that get emailed over and so forth. I can go into PC World and buy the Norton Standard One device for £9.99 in a retail box. I can go and buy Norton 360 Deluxe, five devices, not for £24 as it's on distribution, but for £16.99. That's PC World's standard price, apparently. So... And Amazon prices are very similar as well. So I'm a little, I know, obviously, Norton, if you obviously a reseller through them, you'll probably get a knockoff, uh, not a knockoff, but uh, basically a revenue, basically, if someone renews online for the next two years or three years or whatever it is. But still, 
Shouldn't it be cheaper at distribution? Especially if they're wanting to win, obviously, vendors over or resellers over. Because pricing it more expensive than we can get PC World, how are we going to resell that to a customer? Especially if you've got PC World right next door. Um, they're just going to go next door. If I can go to PC World and buy it cheaper and sell it to the customer and make more money on it, then I can buy it from the distributor who I have to get it shipped to them halfway across the country, then it just doesn't add up. So, sorry, Norton or Bullguard, it just doesn't seem to add up at the moment. So, if they want to contact me and tell me why, feel free. Uh, the offer's still open for them to have them on a show. Uh, and I've not heard back from them regarding that, by the way. Right, okay, before we go any further, uh, otherwise I'll get told off, I've got to run this. Windows 11, powerful, productive, and profitable for resellers. Windows 11 was built with usability, efficiency, and security in mind, reimagining the way a PC should work. Windows 11 has been beautifully simplified with a streamlined UI. It's simple to upgrade. VIP is your destination for genuine Windows 11. Contact your VIP account manager for the latest price and bundle deals. Rightio, so if you didn't gather, Microsoft VIP are today's sponsor. And regarding Microsoft VIP, we do have some very interesting shows coming up over the next month or so. Just to let you know now, we've got Cougar on next week. So that's Cougar Gaming or the, the Duquesis Power Supplies and so forth. We've got AeroCool on the week after. The week after that, we've got ALM and um, showing you how basically you can recycle hard drives and get money for it as well. After that, we have got Microsoft and VIP on the show as well. And we've got another show with Microsoft and VIP uh, a few weeks after that. So we're going to have double bill from Microsoft. Um, so it will be an interesting time. So I know if there's a lot of you out there have lots of questions for Microsoft, well, this is going to be the chance you've been waiting for. You can ask away. Uh, see how many difficult ones you can send them over. Right. Okay. So let's start the main topic then. So today's topic, as we said, is on site or call out or whatever you want to call it, where you go to someone's house, repair their computer or laptop or whatever the device may be. And we're going to talk about that from the start to the end. So let's start off at the beginning of the topic. So Let's start with how you book a call out in. So let's go to, I'll go to Daniel first, actually. Um, we'll go in a reverse order. Um, so Daniel, how do you actually uh, book a customer in? Do you use a special piece of software or do you just have a notepad? Or uh, what do you do? How do you book them into your calendar or what do you use? So I use my gadget repairs. So I have a synchronization Google Calendar. So I generally allow half an hour travel each week. And a minimum of an hour on customer site. It's not too bad. If you put the address in on my gadget repairs and page in Google, if you use like a Google um, app on your phone, it can actually send you straight there. So easy. Like a Google Auto app or something like that. Just streamlines and makes it nice and easy. Yeah, sounds pretty good, um, to be honest with you. What about you, Ben? Do you use anything special or are you a bit more old tech? I'm, I'm well, a bit like my Amiga still. I'm just quite old tech. Um, Customer phone me. I don't have any website booking informants. It's literally just all through phone calls. Um, and I write it up on the whiteboard. Because I work from home, I'm doing hardware repairs generally every other time, apart from I'm doing call-outs. I just chuck it on the whiteboard and I try and group all my call-outs together. 
or round about sort of same sort of time like in the morning or the afternoon but not spread out okay um so uh, that's pretty good um so you just have a big massive whiteboard in your room then do you just draw, draw right on and then cross it out when you don't want it and then start fresh next week yeah pretty much i mean i have to say although i do call outs i'm quite selective what call outs i'll actually take um software generally speaking i'll ask folks to spray it in because those who do software will probably part by or perhaps there's people out there better more software versed than i am that can fix stuff over software a lot faster uh, I've always been more hardware, so software stuff, I usually get bring it in rather than do call-outs. Hardware stuff, I'm quite happy to call out. Even if it's just a case of they want an SSD upgrade, I'll go and pick the machine up and bring it in. I'll charge them a bit extra for the pick-up and drop-off. It's not a problem. Um, yeah. Yeah, if it's a hard drive replace, it's usually much faster pre-back. Do I sit in a coffee roll rather than waiting in a customer's house? Yeah, I'm going to say, if it's anything like that for us, it's very, very similar. We generally, if it's hardware-wise, we'll bring it back because there's no way you can really test it 100% at a customer's house, and especially if they've got data um, needs transfer. And, okay, yeah, if it's a fast enough machine, you can potentially install Windows in less than 10 minutes if you're using a decent external SSD or something. But, um, but it has to be a decent machine. And you know what most customers have got. They've got the old uh, HP crappy books, whatever they want to call them. Um, and uh, it takes about two hours just to do an install on them. But um, So, yeah, it's always best um, to install that um, uh, or do that from the actual workshop. Guys, it looks like Facebook's reset the permissions. I'm going to post the link again um, just so you can see it. If you click that link, it will let your name be shown uh, in actual, obviously, in the chat. So, um guessing that's robert who's uh, commenting from inverness he's usually a regular viewer so yeah for myself i do a similar thing i use google calendar so you generally find it's usually easy to access from any device i can do it on the phone i can do it in the store i can do it on a laptop pc whatever but also um use the um program called app toto um which is, let me get the correct spelling for this because I always end up getting it wrong um, and I'll share it, but it's app Toto. So that's A-P-P-T-O-T-O, which basically, uh, put it on chat there so you can see it. So, um, which is basically a program that allows you to sync in your Google Calendar and it will send customers reminders. So you can basically automatically text them or call them with your voice uh, and to give them a reminder that you've got an appointment coming up and so forth. You can even put keywords into it and program it how you want. So, for example, well, we used to do this, but it's not going to happen now with Bullguard going off. But we put the keyword Bullguard so we know when we renewed Bullguard in the actual um, calendar. And then it will call the customer automatically in a year's time to let them know that the Bullguard was ready for renewal and to give us a call. You can do that with services and lots of other things as well. So if you've got something what you do yearly, um, you go around yearly, just do a health check or whatever, you can just put health check or something like that in brackets, and then it automatically picks that up and um, sends them. Yeah, it does cost a little bit, but in all honesty, the amount of money we save from it because we don't get cancellations, 
um, and stuff like that because of it. Because generally, a lot of people we used to find before we used the program, um, we'd get two or three customers every week. We'd go around to the house, and then no one would be there. They forgot the appointment or whatever. Or because this is reminding them two hours before and the day before the appointment, um, it lessens the chance of that. So I think it costs cost us about thirty, forty pounds a month, which we're saving money actually because we're not getting those cancellations or missed customers. So uh, it's definitely worth looking into when you can choose different packages, depending on how many calls and texts you need to do a month. So that's uh, what I use basically to book them in. Obviously we don't use a system online where people can book online because we found a few complications with that. People were booking outside of areas and stuff like that. So we tend to do that over the phone, um, but we have tried that in the past. There may be more up-to-date things which are better, but I always prefer the personal touch personally. Right. Okay. So that's pretty good. How does everyone else do it? And it looks like uh, Call Me uses Synchro to book in. If I remember right, can you um, tie Synchro in with Google Calendar, Call Me? Uh, it's been a while since I've done it through that. I think you can with Repair Shopper. If you can, then you can tie that in with AppToto as well because it's all using the Google Calendar, uh, if I remember right. Uh, Macaulay's saying he's um, using Microsoft Bookings uh, or Microsoft Bookings in with our Office 365 license, and it's very sleek, easy to manage customers either. We can bulk them in or customer and do it from our website. That sounds pretty good. Can you use it? I'm presuming there's an app for that as well, Macaulay, if you let us know. It's something that I'll have a look into. Uh, it sounds pretty useful. Right, okay, so let's move on then. Oh, you've called me, and we use Calendy. Calendy, I think they're pronounced. So people can go to our website and book appointments uh, for them to come to us. So, yeah, good idea. Uh, I can't remember the one what we used to use, but it's probably something similar. Right, let's move on. So once you've got the customer, obviously, and you've got to go to them, how do you get to them? Ben, we'll start with you. How do you get to your customer? Do you walk it? Do you get on the bus? No, I've got uh, – so I've got, I've got two cars. Um I, I bought, as you know, Phil, the old vintage 72 Beetle last year as a bit of a project. Um, so long as it's not absolutely peeing it down the rain, I will take the old bug because it's a great advertisement. The amount of customers have told me it's in that drive around town and they know it's a Bugs and Bites vehicle. Um, that was actually, strangely enough, how the company got named as well. Bugs coming from Beetles and Bugs, and I love all of them, and Bites for the computing side. So that was the name where the, uh, where the name stuck. Um, so yeah, I've got that, and if I need to carry more stuff, I've got a 21-year-old 20, Hyundai Coupe that puts cavernous on it, does the job, and then it's a really big pickup all higher band today. Okay, sounds pretty good. Do you like Beatles music as well, by any chance? <laughs> I, I actually do like some of it, yes. Okay, right, quick question for you. How many Beatles are there on the Abbey Road picture? Uh, just the one, I think, the white one. Oh, oh no, sorry. Okay, with well, the four, four for the the band member, that'd be five. Yeah, so there's five. So yeah, there's a lot of people don't realise that there's a picture of a beetle on the actual uh, just behind the crossing. But yeah, okay. Trick question. You beat me. So yeah. Right. What about yourself, uh, Daniel? How do you get to your jobs? Do you use anything special, or do you go on a push bike, or what? No, I just bought myself a cheap focus. Uh, cheap board focus, diesel, reliable. You do a million miles of them, they don't die. The engine, the body goes for the engines. Yeah, pretty good. Um, uh, diesel, was it you say? 
It is, yeah. Yeah, the diesel generally do. Five fifty miles per gallon. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. I used to do the um, used to have them uh, go for the Mondeos. Actually, um, I've had a few of those in the past. The diesels always seem to just keep going and going and going and going. To be honest with you, um, at the moment we use a um, we use a pickup, so Ford Ranger. Um, but there's a reason why we use that more so than a normal car. Is that um, there's a lot of advantages to it, um, especially if you are that registered, um, which I know a lot of you out there are. Some of you may not be, but there's still advantages to it. You can actually claim the VAT back on it because it's a commercial vehicle of a certain percentage. So if you're using it for 80% work, you can claim 80% of the VAT back. Uh, but, for example, in a car, a lot of people go, oh, you can do that in a car. Not always necessarily because if you use that at all for personal use, you cannot use um, claim the VAT back. And on top of that, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, but all I do is use it for work. You're still not allowed to drive from your house to your place of business. That is classed as a personal trip. So you won't be able to claim the VAT back. So uh, we tend to use a pickup. And another thing, very good thing about the pickups, but, well, most of them anyway, they will fit in in most situations. So if you want to go to a wedding or a funeral or go to work, then they fit in. Um, so there's plenty of four-by-fours at weddings and funerals, um, plenty of Land Rovers there usually and so forth. So generally it tends to fit in and um, obviously you can use it for personal and business. Obviously there are a lot of things, double check, because not all pickups are covered. Um, some, for example, the Ford Ranger Raptor, which is a really top-end one because of the way the springs are set up on it, um, it's, um, it's not actually classed as a commercial vehicle. So you do have to double check. Uh, which vehicle you are getting but most vans most pickups usually allow you to do that so at least you claim your vat back which is pretty good uh makes things a little bit easier and uh, saves you a bit of money actually but uh but yeah using a uh, something like a daniel is obviously brilliant idea um the last forever the um the uh, diesel engines and fords that uh, i don't know what they do to them but they just keep on going i think a lot of times they're probably the same engines they use in a lot of the transit vans and stuff like that as well um and ben obviously he's using his uh his bug so it's always it's always good to have something what makes you stand out right so what do you carry in your vehicles though other than yourself obviously let's start with, with ben um, yeah, um, usually just stuff like toolkits. Um, yeah, I fix the toolkit goes everywhere with me. Um, USB sticks and selection of, uh, possibly PC check if it might be a short job, that sort of thing. Yeah. Do you have any more? Um, do you carry any parts or anything like that? Common parts you may come across or anything? Um, not generally, no. Because like I said earlier, if it's a hardware fix, I'll generally take it back sort of thing it's um yeah just kind of windows usb that sort of stuff sort of stuff you might need yeah. to there and then uh external hard drive or enclosure or other ssd that sort of thing for data backup recovery okay that sounds pretty good what about you uh, daniel you can actually see my bag behind me sitting to the black and orange yeah so i was on site today so i just had my spare parts i was fixing xbox so I took spare fun overheating Small seal kit, spare fan, some thermal paste, nice and easy. So I'll generally look up what I'm going to do. And if it's something easy, like a fan, a stick around, I'll just trigger my backpack. Super easy. Nice and light. Okay. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. I do a similar thing. I use um, uh, a flight case, actually. Um, so a bit like what you obviously hence pilot's flight case uh, use. Um, not one wheels, one I can carry. Um, but basically, I can fit a laptop in there and all sorts. Generally, I've got all my tools in there. But... I'll come to what exactly is in the bag in a few minutes, um, but uh, in the actual truck as well, obviously, because I've got a pickup truck, I've got plenty of room to put stuff in. I usually carry power supplies. That's one of the biggest things what we usually go for. That is one hardware thing I will do on site um, because it's literally, in most cases, 10-minute fix. Um, carry stuff like wireless cards. Um, they're usually quite popular. Um, tend to find the go. Mesh systems as well. Um, so uh, setting up networking and stuff like that. So basic things you may need um, to get network coming up. Even um, I'm not a fan of them, um, but power line adapters uh, do work in some situations as well. So, but yeah, I've generally got a good selection of power supplies. That's for sure, from your budget all the way up to uh, usually around about 850 watts. I'll carry with me anything what needs more than that. Generally, we'll go back to the workshop because it's going to be a pretty special machine if it needs more than 850 watt power supply. So. So, uh, so yeah guys in chat you're very quiet tonight so what what do you carry with you in your vehicles when you go out on site and so forth i can see how many of you are watching and there's a lot of you so uh, come on let us know what what do you carry in your car do you have anything special you drive around in to stand out do you have any special signage on your vehicle even do you guys use signage on your car ben and daniel do you have any sort of signage on your vehicle at all no just a plain old focus try and blend you yeah. a bit it's less chances to retarget you to get broken into as well. I um, I don't have any at the moment, but I'm thinking of maybe getting stick on stuff uh, for the bug. It's um, it's due repaint at some point, so if I get repainted, it's not getting anything on it. But at the moment, I'm thinking of maybe getting the stick on. Yeah. Generally, I uh, when we had the Mondeos, we did. Um, basically, we stopped. Because most people thought we were a taxi when we were pulling up outside people's houses, <laughs> uh, which wasn't 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 very good to be honest with you. The only comments we got: "Oh, you taxi?" No. Um, so uh, uh, once we got the truck, stopped doing that um, uh, because obviously we use the truck for personal land business. So we don't want to go into a wedding advertising computer repairs and plus i don't want people going on holiday and people be knocking on the window and you think's my laptop uh, or anything daft like that um so yeah so but all, one thing to bear in mind is if you are putting any kit on your van or truck or car or whatever signage make sure you let your insurance company know because if you're advertising that you've got goods in your vehicle and they will charge you a little bit more so uh, uh, that's pretty pretty good. Uh, someone's messaged me on Messenger. Sorry, guys, I ain't got time to look at the Messenger at the moment. Um, but obviously, I'm doing the live show, so if you've got any issues, uh, I'll sort it out afterwards. Right, so, yeah, logos and signs. Obviously, we did have, um, obviously, the Tech for Tech Awards uh, a few months ago, and there were some quite attractive-looking vehicles out there, to be honest with you. So, yeah, de definitely something to do. 
if you do it right and you ain't got a Mondeo, because uh, the last thing you want to do is be known as a taxi driver. Uh, unless you are a taxi driver. Nothing against taxi drivers, but when you're repairing computers, you don't really want to know as one. Right, okay, let's move on. So uh, let's have a look. So Robert's saying he's got logos and signs all over his vans. Uh, great adverts. Yeah, it's sort of free advertising, really, once you've got it done, isn't it? I suppose you've got the initial outlay, but it's there for the life of the vehicle or as long as you keep it. Um, we also got Facebook users saying we do fully... Uh, kitted um, van uh, van sorry for, kitted out uh, van repair as well can't get my words right uh robert saying main van carries a serious quantity of items to cover all eventually yeah so you, you yeah you make sure your insurance covers all that sort of thing robert i'm pretty sure it does uh facebook user says my car is uh, sign written and refer a state you can fit more in yeah state cars always always good for size plenty of room inside them uh, must agree there Right, so we've got to the customer's house, okay? What do you do next? Do you just walk straight in? Do you knock on the door? Do you ring them first? Do you even call them to let them know you're on your way? Let's go to you first. Dan? I would generally ring them when I'm away. So if it's a long distance up, I'll ring them as before. Knock on the door, introduce himself. Just go from there. Generally, get the customers to try and replicate the bolts first before I even touch the machine. Because I've had it once or twice where a customer says, One turn on, get there. So I'll just show me, and it turns on. Yeah. Like a couple of times. I've had that quite often <laughs> over the years. Um, I had one, uh, uh, what was it, yesterday? It was like, Oh, yeah, well, none of the icons are coming on and whatever. And I was like, Okay, have you tried turning it up? I go, Yeah, I've done all that, blah, blah, blah. And go around and it starts up and everything comes on as normal. Yep. And you're thinking, uh, um, And then I had another one today. Can't see the icons. That's because they put the computer laptop to sleep. And when they put it to sleep, they left File Explorer open. They didn't think of closing File Explorer when they opened the laptop back up. Yeah, we do get a few strange ones now and again. But uh, yeah, so all they needed to do was close File Explorer. But yeah, so luckily that one I did do remotely. Um, They did manage to figure out how to use TeamViewer, um, which is good. So, right, so uh, let's have a look. Facebook user again. Guys, if you're posting in the Facebook group, uh, I'm going to put the link in again. Um, or I would put it in again if it would show on second. Um, so you can click on that will allow your name to actually be shown. At the moment, the link's not wanting to pop up, so I'll do that in a few minutes. I'll figure it out. Well, guys, there is a link in the chat. If you click on that, it'll allow your name to be shown. So, uh, But Facebook users saying, I carry a range of components, PSU, RAM, SSD. Yeah, we do carry a bit of RAM as well, just for full um, checking usually. SSD is not so much. Wi-Fi stuff, yeah, mesh. Uh, take a laptop or two just in case uh, for sale. Yeah, there's always good good stuff there. If you've got the room and you're able to and your insurance covers you, why not? Um, if you're good at sales on site, hey, why not? Um, generally, if I know a customer's going to be into that sort of thing, wanting a laptop, I'd usually take one with me. Uh, nice link, Richard. Not sure what it's for, but uh, the one that Daniel's posted is the correct one. Um, so, always oh, missed it. .io off the end. So, uh, uh, let me... For some reason, the chat isn't coming up for me for some reason. So, typical Facebook is a, a, a pain sometimes. It's the typical thing. Here we go. Let me do, see if I do it. 
No, it's not what I'm doing at the moment. It's just showing me free comments on there. <sighs> if the things would be normal sometimes. Right, let's move on to the chat, and I'll try and sort that out in a few seconds. Um, so once you get to a customer, do you offer to take your shoes off or anything like that? It's always a question to ask you. You generally tell when you get to the property, you walk in, open the door, it's a nice bright white carpet. You don't want yeah. to be walking in with boots on. There we go. Oh, thank you, Daniel, for reposting the correct one. Um, so that'll be fine. So uh, no problem, Richard, and evening, Stephen. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I always find it good to offer to take your shoes off. You do get some customers, though, can be a little bit funny. Sometimes when you're asking you to take your shoes off or whatever, there's like, oh, you don't have to take your shoes off. And I always say something like, well, I was at a farm earlier on today, so it's probably good, good to just in case um, or something like that. Last thing you want to be doing is paying for a cleaning bill to get the whatever you've trod in uh, off the floor. And it looks like my camera's riding up again. Camera, um, yeah. no. just uh, technical issues, technical issues. There we go. That's better. Right, okay, you can see me now. Not that that's probably a good thing, but you can see me. Right, let's go on to the right, what we're going. So when you're in the customer's house, obviously you're going to repair their computer. I think we've all said we've got a bunch of USB pens. What do you have on your bunch of USB pens? Let's go to you first, Dan. So I've got one. It's a 256. It's, got, it's partitioned out with easy to boot. I don't know if anybody's seen that. So it boots like a PXE server. Just plug it in, build up the USB, and just gives you a list of all sorts of different operating systems. So you can go Linux, Windows, Mac. Or because it's partitioned off, I can have driver files on the other half of it or software. So if it's something simple like a Wi-Fi card's crapped out, install the driver, away you go. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. We've got a, um, a Zalman external driver SSD in it, um, which is similar to that. You can choose on the screen on the what actually you want to boot off. So if you want Windows 10, you just choose Windows 10 and so forth. So that's pretty good. Let me guess, you've got one there. I'm just looking for a massive tub full of USBs. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all got those. Um, do you carry anything special, Ben? Oh, there you go. So. Yeah, yeah. My best is two five six. Makes that so much easier. Yeah, that, that will make things easier. That will. So yeah, sorry, Ben. Go ahead. Yeah, the the old USB selection. Yeah. Uh, so I normally carry the PC unlocker if it's a password removal job. Uh, Windows ten, Windows eleven, PC check, and zero data if it's like going to the company to sort of wait drives down for them. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, we. I don't tend to carry Euro stuff with me on the side. We use it in the shop, shop um, mainly keep it there because we've only got the one license anyway. So if I've taken it to a job, we can't use it in the store and so forth. But uh, um, generally, if it's going to need usually Euro stuff, stuff um, I will generally take it back, um, uh, especially if it's going to need a secure uh, wife or something like that. Um, let's have a look what chat saying. Richard saying he uses TechBench. Is that the Malwarebytes one? Um uh, different Windows installers, HD clone. Uh, Stephen saying I carry lots of components, a few laptops, lots of tools for virtually every job. Laptop, USB sticks with Windows 10, 11, Linux, Linux, however you want to pronounce it. Various utilities, MS Office, and so forth. This goes on, yeah. So um, Richard was agreeing, yeah, Malware uh, Bytes. So that's definitely one I use as well. I use the Malware uh, 
Stargate. Malware bytes, tech bench, brilliant tool, ideal for doing quick stuff. You can do quick scans, hardware, software scans. Okay, the hardware ones are probably not as in depth as just using something like PC check, but it's a good baseline. Um, you can find at least where you go in some of, a lot of the times on there, and you can add other tools in with it. Another one I carry is uh, WSUS Offline. Do either of you guys use that one? I know it. Daniel, I yeah. Yeah, so so that's WSUS um, offline, guys. So that's basically all the Windows updates, Microsoft Office, all in one package, basically. So you can just put a pen in a machine and basically tell it, go. There's every single update for you, all in one go. So uh, And you can basically set it up to have all the different versions in the one pack. So you can have like Windows 10, 8, 11, and Office. I can't remember how far back it goes, but probably 2011 and so forth and forward. Um, so that's handy. Just take up all the room. Yeah. First time you download, you use it. Obviously, um, set it up. You've got to, it's got to download all the updates. So for all of them, so it's going to take a long time. And if you've got a slow internet connection, if you've got a gigabit connection, you're probably going to be fine. But if you only got a, a five meg internet connection, expect it to be there for a, probably a couple of days downloading or something. So, so yeah. So. Uh, um, uh, so Richard saying it, uh, I used it too, but it had been held back by the developer. I've not had any issues with it. Is it still? Are they having issues or something with it at the moment? Or direct for me? No, you've not had any. Well, I've been using it and it's been updated on my end, so I'm not not sure that. Uh, yeah, blower fans come in handy, um, and my hard drive docking station. Yeah, they're always handy to carry. I do carry those in my truck. Uh, when he says a blower fan, obviously to blow dust out of computers and so forth. And presuming he uh, means I've got one called a data vac. It's about hundred quid. Um, we had one in the truck, and we have one in the shop. Uh, it saves us having a big compressor. Very powerful. Um, if, it's worth the money. It's a lot better than using these little spray cans, that's for sure, what just blow air everywhere. Um, obviously, you don't have to refill them or anything like that, so it just plugs in the mains, and it's just basically like a big hoover in reverse is probably the best way of putting it. Um, but they're not that big. They're only probably hard to show you on a camera, probably about that sort of size. Um, so they're not they're not huge or anything like that, and they usually have a lot of different connections on them. So that's pretty good. Um, so on top of that, I have USB pens um, with Windows 10, 11, um, Office setup files, classic Windows games from Windows 7. You'd be surprised how many elderly customers want the old Solitaire or the old uh, Spider or whatever it may be. I've got those on a pen and I basically put the installation file on the machine because sometimes the Windows features updates knock them back off again. So I was just showing them, right, so this will be it. Just double click that icon, press install, and it'll put them back on again for you. Some people just like the old stuff, and that's all they use the computer for. I must have a good handful of customers who just spend uh, buying a new computer every three or four years so they can play solitaire, and you think I'm joking, I'm not. Um, so otherwise, I carry Word documents, so just in case I need it, like invoices, agreements for setting up maintenance contracts or anything like that on the memory stick. I do have them on paper as well um, in my uh, flight bag just in case and the other things we have which is the most common tool i probably use or one of the most is fabs auto backup 
and that's the easiest way of transferring data across okay it won't you know, like clone but it'll uh, copy like user profiles and stuff like that with ease you can transfer it directly from one machine to another depending on how you've got it set up or you can transfer it onto a memory stick external hard drive and then copy it over or use a docking station and um, use a drive from one to another so it's very good and that's fabs auto backup are there any other tools you guys in chat what you like to use when you're repairing machines scanning or anything along that lines well uh, let uh, us know what was that ben i have to say if i'm doing the cloning and it's another say clone it's going to be a fairly quick clone I've, I've i'll take my laptop with me um i've quite taken to macrim i've started using macrim just the last couple of months really 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 simple really straightforward great bit of software i have to say Okay. Um, I don't. Uh, usually, we use a cronus if we're doing cloning, but we, it's rare we do cloning. To be honest with you, um, we tend to do more data transfer. I prefer a, a direct transfer, but you always get those customers. Oh, we can't lose anything. This piece of software we've had for twenty years, and we're yeah. not buying the new version because it's going to cost another thirty pounds. And I'm like, yeah. it's costing you more than thirty quid for us to come out. You might as well. Um, so get the new version. But uh, you will get. Uh, uh, a lot of those. Um, so, uh, Stephen's saying plastic, plenty of plastic sponges as well. So, uh, um, thermal places and everything we carry. If you don't know oh. wind door, door, it says. And these little things wind on door packers. They made the same sort of stuff. But yeah. Much cheaper. You can buy mm. a massive box of them for about a tenner. That's pretty good. Well, I always keep a, about fifty pence each. I always keep a, a pile of spare old um, like store cards and stuff like that. <laughs> to be honest, on one side, just in case of, I can't find any, uh, they always seem to do the job. Uh, do the job, but uh, uh, Peter saying um, USB to SATA bridges. So yeah, a bit like using um, a docking station in a way. USB to NVMe bridges as well. Yeah, that's always a, a good thing to carry. Saying that, I've even got one on my desk here. Um, so that's in a CASA one. We actually reviewed that a little while ago, but it's USB-C uh, on one side, USB-A on the other side. So depending on how you want to connect it up, you can go either way, and you can just stick in your SSD you want and inside there. And as you can see there, we've got, uh, what is it, uh, w, uh, WD Black on in that one at the moment. So it's, it's quite a handy tool. Um, so um, you can put whatever on there, use it for backup or transferring or obviously uh, cloning from one to another. So, yeah, good one there, Peter. Um, anything else anyone can think of what you carry with you or may need to carry with you, especially for anyone who's new into doing call-outs? Is there anything you can think what they may need to include? Can you think of anything, Ben or Dan? Yeah. Probably a good universal charger for a laptop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah laptop universal charger, decent one, high wattage one or whatever, with lots of different tips. Yeah, uh, I must admit, I've got about three different ones because you never, there's always that laptop that just doesn't have the tip for the other one or whatever. It's always a always a pain. It's a good good thing. Yeah. Uh, Head Oh, sorry, what was that, Ben? Lenovo is with the rectangular tip. They're an absolute nightmare. <laughs> oh, yes. I've had called plenty of customers um, mistaking those for USB sockets before. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, why, why the power cable won't fit in the USB socket or why they can't fit a USB in the power socket. I've had plenty of those complaints. 
Yeah, it is. It is a poor design. And HP did one, uh, did one with a really long neck on it, um, where normally they're usually about probably about that long the neck, and they made it like that long. It was like double double neck. It was like nothing would fit inside him when they first came out, and it was like ah nightmare. But um, yep, Stephen's saying head torch. Yeah, that's pretty good. Or you could use like something like on your mobile phone, like your iPhone or something. You can get obviously the torch on there. Um, a lot of people, if you have got an iPhone, just to let you know, you can actually set it up in the settings. So if you tap the back of it three times, uh, the light actually comes on without having to go into the settings and so forth just to turn the light on. So just tap the back. You can actually set it up to do different things. I've actually disabled that because I will actually put it in my pocket and my pocket somehow knocks it and it's suddenly the light turns on in the middle of me doing something like driving or something daft like that. So, but it is an option there. So, um, so Richard Creedy says having an ADSL tester, but it isn't a VDSL compatible. Oh, I've got one. I can't remember the last time I needed to use it though. So um, I get don't get many on-site internet issues these days, to be honest with you, unless it's an issue with the PC or whatever. The routers seem to be better, and uh, um, a lot of the main sockets seem to be better these days, especially now that people aren't using as many of the filters around the house because they're built into the sockets. But I might be wrong. I might just be around here. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's been a while since we've used one of those. Uh, Scorpion's saying, uh, I need some suggestions for plastic prying tools, sponges type tool for opening laptops, links if possible. There you go, Daniel. Get posting your links for your uh, sponger tool or whatever it was called. I'll do it on my phone right now. I'll put it on. By the money a bit. They're nice and cheap. They're about a tenner for a box full of them. Right, there you go. Um, so get in touch with Daniel, or Daniel will stick a, a link on eBay or whatever, and uh, you can pick them up pretty cheap. So they're all pretty good, actually. So uh, hopefully that uh, answers your question, Scorpion. Right, okay. So, um, okay, I fix if I've good stuff for that as well. So, yeah, um, I must admit I, I fix it stuff uh, are good. Um, okay, George is saying, what do you guys use for portable Wi-Fi routers? Do you guys carry any portable Wi-Fi routers for customers? Um, I've got a little TP link one. Um, mm-hmm. There's a little Wi-Fi adapter. You stick a three SIM card in. It's unlimited debt, like 20 quid a month. Yeah, that's pretty good. To be honest, we don't. I can't recall ever anyone needing one or needing one on site or whatever. If I ever need to connect to someone's computer up to anything, I usually turn the hotspot on on my phone um, just to check it's working and so forth. But uh, um, but obviously they probably do have their uh, uh, advantages. Um, yeah. So uh, Stephen says we use, do exactly the same. Um, right. What do you guys use? How do you accept your payment? Obviously, I'm presuming you accept cash. I'm, I'm guessing you may not. Um, a lot of people stopped doing it in COVID. So, do you still accept checks? No. 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 I might want it to a bounce, so no more. Okay. We'll do checks, but only for customers we've been to before. And if I'm visiting on site, I won't do them in the shop. So, if I'm doing them on site, I know where the person lives. And always made the joke when I'm doing it. I know where you live and you've seen the size of my vehicle. I can ram your door down if needs be. But no. That's only a joke. Um, so I wouldn't I'd seriously do that. Well, maybe to one or two customers, but but yeah. So they are pretty. Um, pretty um, uh, I think I don't think many people are using them now. They're sort of going out of fashion as cards come in. Um, do you have a card terminal as well? No, I don't. Kind of one. I think they're, they're a bit too costly to me. I find. 
a good idea, but it's the what the charge, the transaction. Yeah. They they can be quite costly. Luckily, we've got the store. Um, so basically, if a customer is wanting a baby bar card, we'll basically do it over the phone. It looks like we've lost Ben. Uh, yeah, Ben's been cool. a bit of a slacker by the looks of it, so uh, there we go. Uh, but uh, no doubt he'll probably be back in a bit, or uh, he may not be. Um, but uh, but yeah, so generally we call the I call the store up and say, can we do a payment over the phone and do it that way? Uh, but I do have a PayPal terminal on the phone just in case for whatever reasons, but it is quite expensive, to be honest with you. I think I have to do one. Yeah. It is Ben again. Let me let him back in. Um, there we go. Um, but I had to do a PayPal payment, I think it was a few days ago, and I think it was like a 60 quid payment, and they took like £2.50 out of it for fees. Yeah. So it's quite expensive. I hate to do a payment for like a £1,000 or something. They'd be like, my God, you have another attack after the fees on that thing. Um, so welcome back, Ben. Oh, okay, well, I can see you, but we can't hear you. So this brilliant, de- um, this brilliant, what was it? He's got a, a Zeus ROG laptop. What he's got, it never works. I'm telling you. I don't hear me. Yeah, he's still Unfortunately, Ben, we can't hear you. There's no sound coming from you at all. So uh, uh, there we go. He's gone again. Uh, so, <laughs> here we go. Right, let's try him again. Let's, let's, let's. Are you there, Ben? No. Oh. Try a different web browser. Just in case. Uh, right, let's do one. So Richard's saying he uses, uh, it, it pretty much takes everything. So cash, check, PayPal, and PayPal here. Um, so George is saying payment online or card. We don't, uh, oh, I just want to use, uh, oh, we don't carry cash in the repair van. Uh, Scorpion's going cheers um, for the link, Daniel. Uh, let's have a look. We've got Ben back again. Can he speak this time? I hope so. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. We can hear him now. Um, that's Microsoft Edge this time as well, which is even worse. I've had it before, to be honest with you, a few weeks ago. I kept trying to log in, and my camera just would not work through Chrome at all. Restart the machine, reset, wouldn't work through Chrome. Opened Edge up, and it worked, which is like... I'm at a relative's house tonight, and their broadband is a bit rubbish, so I'm now in my hotspot on my phone. No problem. Actually, you look better on your phone. Well... Better than you did before. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, Laptops are great. You, you're not as blurry as you were, um, so that's a, a bit better. So right, okay. Let's have a look. Um, look, look at the chat. Uh, I missed a lot of that. We've been going back and forth. So uh, let's find it. Apparently, oh, texting goats as payments. What was that? Sorry. Goats. Obviously, you're texting goats Okay. <laughs> I'm just gutted, Phil. As a Scottish person, I miss talking about money. Well, that's it. So um, that's that's uh, definitely an interesting. We do get some weird comments sometimes, don't we? Um, let's have a look. So yeah, Richard was saying cash, check, PayPal. Uh, uh, Richard Creed says thirty odd pounds it was for a one thousand two hundred pound machine um that's using paypal i think it is so that's quite a big fee that is uh i i don't know how they manage to uh well they do it people use it so but uh yeah i use it as an emergency only because of the fees on it um 
Yeah, Comey says, tell Ben to turn it off and on again. Unfortunately, Comey, we've been trying to turn Ben off for a few years and it just didn't work. I'm good. You just heard oh, okay. help. <laughs> there we go. Um, Peter's saying we use Square up to about £200. Anything larger, and we'll ring back uh, to the store and put it through uh, on the main card terminal. Also, except cash, not real. Uh, reason uh, to take checks as the guaranteed cards will be uh, a debt card anyway. Yeah, true. A lot of time, Peter. It's, I must admit, the I can't can't remember the last time I checked, and it's very rare now. Probably only get one every three months or so. I think um, you always get that old person who doesn't use anything but a check. Um, so, and we've got um, yeah, the goats coming. Um, yeah, Richard Creed is no guaranteed cards now. Uh, apparently. Uh, and Pete's saying that's why we don't take them anymore. So there we go. So, right, we're getting close to the end of the show, guys. Have you got any thoughts or anything else you would like to add in that goes for the guys in the chat? And that also goes for Dan and Ben as well. Do you guys have anything else you would like to add? Oh, especially if you're on site, you're doing something, always get the customer to stand with you and show them it's working before you leave. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just go back and look at the right tool. Yeah, exactly. Um, because they most of the time don't know how to do it or something simple. Um, you've done it how it should be done and they're expecting it a different way or something. Yeah, I had a similar call like that earlier on. Luckily, I was able to remote in and do it. All it was like a shortcut on a desktop. It was in the wrong location. So I was like, ah. Um, but yeah, so but well, we're there, they pay money, they uh, so uh, but yes, it's one of those things. What about yourself, Ben? Do you have anything else you want to add to the conversation? So, so I used to shy away from Collins because more often though, he gets off for stuff and being a hardware guy, but I, I I do more of them now than I used to. Um, it's probably because I've been running the business a few years now, and you've got people who, if you can't fix it on site, you can sort of do screen sharing, sort out with them there and then if you need to. Um, but another good reason to not shy away from doing call-outs, guys. Uh, call-outs can be very lucrative. For instance, um, I went to sort an audio issue out on someone's computer once. Um, and I got there, it's this ancient old Windows 7 machine. And I said, well, look, I've sorted your audio issue out, but you really want to upgrade your machine. Windows 7 out of support now. Ended up buying a brand new machine for £1,100 off me. So sometimes yeah. these little jobs that you think aren't worth going to can actually be really worthwhile. Yeah, very true there. I'm going to say when you were in people's houses, you've sort of done half of the sale already because they're trusting you to come into their house. So if they're trusting you to come into their house, they're going to more than likely trust the advice you give you. Don't get me wrong, you'll always get that odd one, per- odd one person and they're usually very odd. Um, but generally, they will trust what you're going to do, especially if you've been there two or three times. Uh, I know we we're doing call-outs. I've been doing call-outs now, uh, what, since 2005, so 17 years ago. Um, so, so quite a while, and um, you tend to build up a sort of a what's the best way of putting it? Sort of a you get to know them and the whole family, so they tend to recommend you to the sons, the daughters, and then you see the grandkids growing up, and all this, that, and the other. And there's like some families what I deal with, I must see like about 
nine or ten different people within the whole family unit sort of thing uh, and generally it builds up the rep, uh, your reputation and obviously in one trusts you the others tend to trust you as well so uh, i do find that's pretty uh, pretty good let me just quickly go through chat before we finish up so we've got quite a few um okay vom.red i don't know what that's a, that's a link to but it don't sound very good to me so that's going um so right so uh, a few people saying late to the party no problem kunal william saying thank you ben for basically stepping in yeah if you didn't realize guys william was supposed to be on the show tonight there was pictures of him all over the banner but unfortunately i think he had emergency work to do or something like that i can't remember what it was he did say um and uh, Ben stepped in at the last minute, so thank you, Ben, for stepping in. Um, Stephen's saying, let's have a look. You can pay checks into the Barclays mobile banking app. Uh, just take a photo of the check. Handy because it's hard to actually find a bank branch in many places. Yeah, must admit, there's not many banks around these days. We're actually lucky that we've got a post office at the top of our road um, from the store. So literally two-minute walk, and we've got a post office. We can pay money in there, um, and that's for Nat West. Um, we've got one for Daniel. Check out Sum Up uh, as a card reader. The fees are really low. Always tell customers I prefer cash, but sometimes do prefer uh, to pay me a card. That's good. Uh, we've also got... Uh, oh, yeah, that's Daniel. Daniel, stop replying to your own comments. So here we go. Um, let's have a look. Um, yes, up to 500 Stalin and uh, others have it as well. So that's good. So let's have a look. We've got... Sorry, got to shoot a good show. Yeah, no problem, Stephen. Thanks for being on. Um, got to pick up his daughter from work. Okay, there we go. And uh, most banking apps now accept check via taking pictures of bank. I've never really checked to see if I can do that. No, cannot, cannot do that from my app with NatWest. I'll have to have a look into it, to be honest with you. I've always found it that convenient that there's a post office at the top of the road. I'll just take it in there, to be honest with you. Right, guys, we're pretty much at the end of the show. There's one thing what hasn't been mentioned, which I think should mention, is obviously if you have done a job at a customer's house, what should you do when you're finished? Obviously, other than getting money off them and running out the door. You Ask need to basically... What was, what's that, Daniel? Ask the anything else and help them with. Sorry, you both spoke again at the same time. So, Daniel... Ask if there's anything else to help them with. Quite often you say... Is there anything else to help you have it? Say, well, hold on. Well, that's pretty slow as well. Can you saw that? Yeah. Or they could turn around and say, well, actually, I've got some stuff what needs putting in the loft. <laughs> I don't I've know. had that before. I've had changed light bulbs before, believe it or not, because I'm tall. It's like, you wouldn't mind changing a light bulb for me while you're here. And I was like, there we go uh but yeah so and I, I did do it um but there we go um but yeah so um obviously um that's one thing asking for um or is there anything else i'd like doing or anything else one looking at uh what was you going to say ben ask him to leave your review yes leave your review so that's a good one so get them to leave you a review or ask them to leave you a review on google facebook whatever it may be yell and so forth if you want to really be cheeky um what we do um we basically open the page for them and then leave that page on their computer screen um so basically when they come back to the computer it basically says do you want to leave us a review and then they can basically write it there obviously say to them 
don't mind if you won't mind leave us a review if you've got any problems just give us a call blah 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 um but yeah that's a good way of getting reviews to be honest with you so uh, uh that's a good one uh, i must admit um richard i've had that one as well do you know about tvs uh, as well so yeah i've definitely had that one i've even had radios and transistor radios and stuff ask questions before and i'm like uh and they're like, yeah, but it's electronics. And it's like, yeah, but no. Um, so, uh, and we've even had people come up, come in the store and saying, would you mind soldering our, uh, um, what was it now, uh, curling iron or something like that or whatever, or the hair dryers and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's electronics, I, but we're not doing that. Um, I, I had a good one last week, actually, Phil. Someone asked me to look at an electronic chainsaw for them. Wow. Did you look at it, though? <laughs> no, it's got, it's got a motherboard electronics inside it. You must know what you're doing, right? No, I've got a clue. That's it. You get that, right? So I think that's pretty much it. Uh, one thing I would advise you do leave when you do leave um, the customers have is either a business card or what we find better is a sticker. Stick it on the side of the machine, under the laptop, leave them a business card as well. That way your number is there because business cards are easy to lose. Um, so people stack them up and then chuck them in the bin or whatever. If it's stuck on the machine, especially underneath or something like that, then they can easily find it. Under the keyboard usually best or on the side of the tower. Right, guys, so that's pretty much for today. We do have some live shows coming up. I did say before, and I'm just going to grab on the list again. So next week, we've got Cougar on the show. The week after, we've got AeroCool. The week after that, we've got ALM Wholesale um, showing you how you can actually uh, resell, well, not resell, but uh, send them hard drives, and you get money for it. And they do all the uh, uh, special data protection stuff for you and everything. Sorry, I don't have the full uh, names for everything there. We're still sending it off. But uh, we've also got Microsoft on the week after as well, uh, as well as VIP. And we've also got Aruba uh, with Target on in a few weeks' time as well. And another show with Microsoft as well. So we've got quite a full show lineup over the next couple of months. So make sure you tune in every Thursday, 8 p.m. every week. We're here, unless there's an emergency. Um, we'll still be here probably anyway, one way or another. So I'd just like to say thank you to Dan. And I'd also like to say thank, special thank you for Ben for stepping in at last minute. Um, I know he, he's, he's not very good with topics sometimes, Ben. It takes him a little while to think about what he's going to have to say. So he's, he's had to do a lot, a lot of thinking for tonight, haven't you? So uh, at last minute. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, you've done, you've done a good job tonight, Ben. Thank you for stepping in. And, Daniel, as always, thank you as well. So, right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks again. And this show was brought to you by Microsoft and VIP. So make sure you check out Microsoft and VIP's website. So we'll see you all next week, 8 p.m. for the Cougar show. And that's Cougar, not the animal, not the woman, the actual case. Okay? And power supplies and walkers and stuff. Right, guys. See you next time.